Gitin daf memchet. The last thing we were discussing is if a person sold his land for fruits, Rabbi Yohanan says you bring a bikurim and you read the parasha of bikurim. And Resh Lakish says you bring but you don't read the parasha. And the reason is because according to Rabbi Yohanan, you when you own the fruits, you own it's like you own the land also. And according to Resh Lakish, when you when you own the fruits, it's not good enough as if you owned the land. And they had the same mahluket in regards of someone sold his land during the time of the Ovel, where everything goes back anyway, so you never own the actual land, where Rabbi Yohanan says you bring the Bikurim and you read the parasha, Rashi says you don't uh, read the parasha. Rabbi Yohanan holds owning the fruits is like owning the land, and Rashi holds it's not like owning the land. And with that, we are starting Memehet Amud Aleph, five lines in, where it says Utsricha. Utsricha, we need to bring both mahlokets, the one about selling the field for fruits and the one about selling the land on a Yovel year. Why do we need both? The Gemara says, because if you only told me about the one with selling the land for fruits, I would have said, maybe over there, Shlakish says, you don't read the because the person who's buying the land was thinking Davka to go and buy for uh, for the fruits, not for the land. But when you're selling the sadea, the person's buying it, he's thinking he's getting the land. Maybe he would agree to Rabbi Yohanan, that buying the fruits is like buying the land, and therefore you should be able to read. And therefore, we need that the machloket to tell me that uh, no, he does not uh, read according to Shlakish. If you only told me about the Yovel one, maybe over there, Dafka Bihan held that it's like you own the land and you read. But when you're selling the land for fruits, maybe he holds like Shlakish, that's not like buying the land. That's why I need the machloket in both places. And the Gemara is going to bring a proof to Rabbi Yohanan that owning fruits is like owning the land from a different Brayta. Tashema, we learned in a, actually a Mishnah, Hakone ilan If a person buys a, a tree and the land around that tree, Mevi vekore, you bring the Bikurim and you read. It shows you that you own the land. The Gemara says, No, we're talking about Bismanche and Yovel no Hegdo. Yovel is not no Hegdo, therefore, when you bought the land, you bought the land. Tashema, hakoneshene ilanot betoch sadeh shlohavrov. A person bought two trees in his friend's land. Mevi veno kore. He brings the bikurim, does not read. Why? Because the land is not his. He can't say damashenet atali. Hashelo shabar. If it was three, that means he would own a piece of land. Mevi vekore. That means he would bring it and me and read. Means it's his. The gemara says hachanam bezmanch enayovel noheg. We're talking about the time when the yovel is not noheg. But the Gemara says, you could still also push those two by a different way. The whole Mahloket is from the second Yovel and on. The first Yovel, no one believed that all sales will go back to the original owner. But after it was done the first time around, then the second time around, people had in their intention that land will go back. And that's why Resh Lakish held that you didn't get a good Kenyana Guf, because everyone knows it's no good. Aval, Beovel, Rishon, but the first Yovel that ever happened when Ben Israel entered Ben Israel, you bring and you read. Why? Because no one believed that the Karka was going to go back on the Yovel. They believed they bought the entire land. And since they believed they got the entire land, then you, it's like you got the Guf of the land and you bring and you read. 
And therefore, Lakasha, you could say, our Mishnah also not a problem. Resh Lakish would tell you, Ha, Beovel Rishon. Our Mishnah is talking about Yovel Rishon, that since you, 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 don't pay, you didn't really believe you were going to have to give back that land, therefore, it's like you bought the land, the, the actual goof for the land. Ha, Beovel Sheni, when Resh Lakish said, you bring and you don't read, that's talking about the second Yovel and on. Let's say this machloket is a machloket tanaim. If if you're buying the fruits, you also get the land. And just as an introduction, I want to say that someone has family land, ancestral land that your father, grandfather, great grandfather had, and someone was makdisha to the Beit Hamikdash. You have a certain amount of time to be podet to redeem it back, and if you didn't, the treasurer of the Beit Hamikdash sells it to the Kohanim on the Ovel, and it's theirs. Now, when a person sells a regular piece of land, that automatically comes back to him on the Yovel. So now, the Brayta says, If someone bought a land from his father, and he gave it to the Beit HaMikdash as Hikdash, while his father was still alive, it's considered his own personal land now, because he bought it from his father. But then his father died, and he was Yoresh, that land. It becomes now his ancestral land. How do we know it's like a regular ancestral land and he has the option of uh, redeeming it? If he didn't re- uh, redeem it, it goes to the Kohanim and the Ovel. And it added over there, What's it coming to teach me? That if there's a land that's not supposed to be an ancestral land forever, that's considered a sademic now regular land. Yatstazo, this one that you bought from your father, It was supposed to be one day, uh, if you were patient, that was supposed to be your sadehuza. Uh, Therefore, that one it has a deen of sadehuza, not a sademic and you have time to uh, be podet before it goes to the Kohanim, the very Rabbi However, Rabbi Meir Omer, he holds, listen. If you were Makdisha, then your father died, it's already considered Sadeh Mekineh, and it goes back to you on the Yovel, because your father sold it to you. You don't have to be Podet. And he's Doresh, the Pasuk, a little bit different. If a person bought land from his father, and his father died, and then you were Makdisha, how do we know? Only then it's considered Sadeh Huzat. And the fact that it's a Sadeh She'ena Sadeh it has to be a land that's not a Sadeh And when you were Makdishet, Yatstazo, this one's different because Shehi Sadeh was Sadeh So when you were Makdishet, it was already in your hand as, uh, as ancestral land. Now, Ve'ilu, they explain the Pasuk a little bit different. Met Aviv, they hold, if the father died, then you were Makdish, you don't even need a Pasuk. It's pretty obvious, and the Gemara tries to understand. My love back isn't the machloket of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon with Rabbi Meir. Isn't the machloket the Rabbi Meir Savar? Here he held that Kinyan Perot, the Perot that he was going to be Kone from his father, because we're talking about the time where the Yovel is no Hagen. When you buy land from his father, he only bought the fruits, not the actual land. Therefore, Kinyan Perot, Ke Kinyan Aguf Dame, according to Rabbi Meir, it's like as if you're Koneh, the actual land. Ubaha Bemitat Aviv, Hu Deloyarit, Velo Midi. And therefore, 
when you bought the land from your father, you didn't weren't you, that's it. It was a complete sale, and therefore you didn't get any inheritance afterwards. And therefore, vehilkach met aviv If your father died and then he was makdishit, it's not considered sadeachosa, and that's why tsarich kera. I need a pasuk to tell me that it is. Now, Rabbi Uda, Rabbi Shimon, they both hold Kinyan Perot, Lavke Kinyan Gufdam. It's not like you're buying the actual land. And over here, once the father dies, he gets this as a Yerusha. And now he gets the actual land. Therefore, his father died and he was Magdisha. You don't need a Pasuk. It's pretty obvious. However, when do I need the pasuk? When he was makdish, to come and tell me that this is also considered a sadeh hoza. Even though when you were makdish, it wasn't yours, it wasn't your Yerusha yet, it, but now it is. So you see the machlok, it is, is a kinyan pirot, kinyan aguf, adami, and it's the same machlok as Rabbi Hanish Lakish. The Gemara says, no. You could say that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon also say Kinyan Pirot Ke Kinyan Aguftame like Rabbi Yohanan said. But over here, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon they found the Pasuk and they were Doresh. That even in the case where he was Magdish and then the father died, it's still considered Sadeh Huza. Because if it's only coming to talk about a case where the father died and then he was makdishet, lichtov rahamana, then let the pasuk write imet sedeh miknato asher lo achuzato without the word sedeh. My misedeh achuzato. What's that extra sedeh achuzato? Sedeh she'enar yot sedeh achuzah. It's a sedeh that's not supposed to be an achuzah. It's considered as a sale, mikne, yatsta, zo, but this one's different. Shroyal yot sedeh achuzah. It's supposed to be sedeh achuzah because it's his father's land. And Amar of Yosef, he loved the Amar of Yohanan, Kinyan Perot, Kinyan Aguftame. Rabbi Yosef said, if Rabbi Yohanan didn't say that buying the fruits is like buying the land, Lo he wouldn't find himself in the Beit Midrash at all. Meaning, he wouldn't be able to stand. The Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Ha'achim Shehalku, here's another case. Brothers who divided their inheritance from their father, they're like people making a sale, they're like buyers and sellers, and not like inheritors. Why? Because Rabbi Yohanan held, nobody really knows which part belongs to which person. There's no brera. And therefore, the entire inheritance gets mixed back and uh, redivided every Yovel. Now, and if you, he, if you think that that splitting the perot is not like owning the actual land, then there'll never be a situation where anyone can ever give Bikurim. Ela, rather, only in a situation where had bar had al Only if it's a only son child, the which is the son of an only son child, which is the grandson of an only son, only son child, going all the way back to Yeshua Binun, That's the only case to be, bring bikurim. Rather, you have to say that Rabbi Yohanan holds that owning fruit is like owning the actual land. This way, the halakha can be consistent in every halakha, whether it's uh, bikurim or if it's uh, uh, inheritance, uh, the halakha will always be the same. And Amara Bakira, Matnitam Sa'ele, the Resh Lakish, we have a pasuk and a brayta that helps Resh Lakish that buying fruits is not like buying the land. The, the pasuk that Rava brings down to help Resh Lakish is Kara, Bemispar Shene Tevuot Yimkor Lach. Which sounds like you're not getting the actual land, only the shenet tevuot, the, the fruits. 
the crop. Matnitan, we have a Mishnah that helps him. The Tanya, Bechor notel pishenaim, besadeh hozert le'aviv bayovel. Bechor gets double in, in inheritance. In a land that his father sold, that's coming back on Yovel. When that Yovel comes, he'll get a double of that. Meaning it was never fully sold to the uh, to the buyer before the Yovel. And therefore, when it comes back, it, it's considered as if the, the father who died still owned it somewhat. And therefore, the kids split it uh, the way it's supposed to be split. And Amar Abayin we have a halacha in our hands, Baal benichseh ishto. If a husband is going to bet din about his wife's uh, property, he needs tzarikha He still needs permission to be a, a, a litigant for his wife. Meaning, it's really his wife's land. He's just there now. Even though he gets to eat the fruit, the fruit goes to him. Still, it's his wife's land to show you that it's not uh, actually his land. Velo amaran. When does he need permission? Ella delo nachita per. That's if he's not coming to fight over fruits. Abal nachita per. If he's coming to fight over fruits, megoda mishta'edi na apere. Since he's already come to talk about the fruits, then mishta'edi na gufa. Then he could come and talk about the actual property without uh, permission from his wife. Hadran alacha sholeh. Now the next perek is going to be talking about takanot that hachamim did mi penetikuna olam has nothing to do with ilchot gitim. But once we're on the subject, it's Kedai uh, to go through. And that's why we have this fifth perik. It's one of those perakim where a lot of uh, yeshivot, when they're learning Masachat Gitin, they skip this perik because there's nothing to do with Gitin. The Mishnah starts, If someone was damaged, and the person who damaged doesn't have money, so he has to pay from land, but from his best land. Meaning he's going to get the same amount of money, but it might get smaller, but from a better land. If it was a regular borrower, lender, that whole situation, then he'll get, and if he can't afford it, he'll pay him back from the middle type of land. When a woman wants to pick up her ketuba money, that will be from the lowest level land. Even a regular ketubat isha goes from the middle type of land. And in all of the above, in a guaranteed loan where a certain property was promised or something was written in the contract, you're not supposed to pick it up once it was sold to a third party. So if let's say the person damaging or a person uh, borrowed money and he sold this land to someone else, you can't go pick up that land when there is another land that he still owns even if it's lower quality land. We're not going to put the buyer in one of these weird situations when you do have another option, which is to go to the lower level land. When coming to get money from Yetomim, that, let's say uh, the father owed money or something like that, you could only get from lower level land. Again, and in a case where, let's say, Reuven stole property from Shimon, and then Reuven uh, so, uh, sold it to Levi, and Levi worked the land and made uh, f- fruits on the land, and then all of a sudden uh, Shimon got his lawyers together, he went to Betin, was able to take everything out of uh, the from, from Levi, 
Levi will at least get from Shimon, the one whose land was stolen, he'll get from him whatever money he spent on bettering the land, but that's it. Now he's going to go to Reuven, who stole, who sold him stolen property, and he's going to be able to get from him the, the, the money he spent on the land, that's A. But number two, were all the fruits that he lost, and the amount that the property went up. However, in Motsi'in Lachilat Perot, he's not going to be able to get for his fruits or his land that it went up in price. Or if, uh, in the case of Ketubavani uh, that he was supposed to pay to a woman, you never get that from Nechasim Shabadim, land that's been sold to someone else, the land that's connected. Because of the way the world and the Gwans explain what that means. And someone found something in the street. And he gave it back, and the person said, "No, you didn't uh, get, find it; you stole it." Loi Shabbat, person that the finder will never have to swear in betin mipnetikun haolam. Also, the way of the world. And the Gemara starts. Uh, we talked about if a person uh, hurt his friend, damaged him, he has to pay him back from the top land mipnetikun haolam. We said so. Now the Gemara asks mipnetikun haolam. How could that be? It's a deoraita he dechdev. It says when someone hurts someone, metav sadehu umetav karmo yeshalem. He has to pay the best uh, part of his sadeh and kerem. So Amar Abaye lotzricha. Now we need uh, the whole mepenetikun haolam. Why? El Rabishmael da Amar midoraita benizak sheminan. Rabishmael holds. We go by the person who was damaged. We go by his uh, his fields. Whatever amount uh, his fields are, we're gonna go by his ziburit benonit and aidit. For the way of the world, we go by the person who damaged. So this way, a person who was damaged, if he doesn't have any land, no one would care. Here, we want to make sure people are careful, even with the poor guy, not to hurt him. Therefore, we're going to be, we're going to estimate based on the damager's land. So my Rabbi Shmael, what's this Rabbi Shmael that you talked about? Detanya, metav sadeu metav karmo yeshalem, metav sadeu shel nizak u metav karmo shel nizak. The Rabbi Shmael, we go by the best land that belongs to the person who was damaged. Rabbi Akiva, Omer Loba, Katuv Elik Bot Lenizakim Naidit. No, the pasuk is coming to tell me that you have to get the best land, and obviously we're talking about the best land of the mazik. And same idea, when someone uh, gives money, donates money to the Hekadesh, you got to give them from the best land. So now let's talk about a case where uh, someone's cow ate from someone's field a whole bunch of uh, fruits. So now the question, Okay, if someone ate a fat apple, he would have to pay back a fat apple. But if he ate a skinny apple, he would have to pay a big apple. Meaning, according to you, if it all depends on the person who was damaged, if, let's say, an animal ate very weak, thin fruits, why should the person who damaged have to pay a higher level, of, uh, higher quality fruits? He ate from the low level section, let him pay that. So Amar Avidi Baravin Hacha B'Maskinan Kegon She'achla Aruga Bena Arugot. No. So over here, what are we talking about? An animal who ate uh, f- uh, fruits. We don't know which uh, fruits it ate from. We don't know if it ate the thick ones, the fat ones, the skinny ones. We don't know what it ate. 
So out of safek, you would have to pay from the best land. But in the case where we know exactly what he ate, he would pay less. Let's say we knew for a fact he ate the very lean, thin, skinny ones. Okay. Then he'd have to pay whatever the small, skinny ones were. But once we don't know, why should he have to pay the, fa- the bigger ones in the case of a safek? We know the famous rule. When a person is getting money out of his friend, he has to bring a proof. Bring a proof that it was a that it was the fat one. And I'll give you more money. Otherwise, I'm going to give you the, low, the lowest amount of money. So the Gemara explains. Now we have to explain it. Bishmael totally different. What are we talking about? The highest level of the person damaged was on the lowest level of the person damaging. Meaning the person who is damaging is a rich guy who has better quality land than what he damaged. And Rabbi Ishmael says, we go by the person who was damaged, and therefore he has to pay whatever best land this guy has. He doesn't have to pay the best land that uh, the, the damager has. They've got whatever the person you damaged. Rabbi Akiva held, we go by after the person who damaged. And over here, Abaye explained that, that, that even Rabbi Ishmael will hold that Mipneti Kuna will go after the damager's land, the best land that he has, and not after the person damaged. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.